okay, Daniel chapter number one. And uh, we'll finish up this evening before we go and enjoy some fellowship. Daniel chapter number one. And I uh, just want to give you a quick thought uh, as we jump into this next year. I hope it'll be a blessing to you this evening. Daniel chapter number one. And look at verse number eight. All right, number eight, verse number eight, if you're there, Daniel chapter number one. The Bible says this, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king who hath appointed you, uh, appointed your meat and your drink, for why should he see your faces uh, worse liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall you make me endanger mine head to the king. And uh, you guys are probably very familiar with this story here in Daniel chapter number one. Uh, the children of Israel, some of them are brought into captivity here in this place. And, and Daniel purposed in his heart, the Bible says in verse number eight, that he would not defile himself. He made a decision in his life that he was not going to do something that would defile his life while he was in captivity. And when he got there, uh, their, their, their first job or the first thing that they were going to do, all of, all of the ones who were of any goodly stock or any type of uh, uh, royal line, uh, they were brought forward and they were going to be used in the king's palace. And, and so they were brought to the prince of the eunuchs and they were going to be challenged. They were going to be uh, tested really over the next several uh, months, even years to get ready. And uh, they were given a portion of the king's meat and a portion of his wine. Uh, much of that was used in, in, in their pagan worship and their pagan sacrifices and the things that they did there. Uh, but it was also something that he, as a, as a Jew, as an Israelite, was not supposed to partake of. And so he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he would not have to eat the meat, would not have to drink the wine, uh, but would have to basically eat a, a vegetable-type soup instead. And, and so as, as he did that, the Prince of the Eunuchs in verse number 10 says, why should I do that? Why should I give you that and, and put my head on the chopping block because you're going to look worse than everybody else when the time comes for you to present yourself to the king? And so Daniel said, well, well how about we put it to the test? How about you let us do it for a little while and test us and see whether or not we look worse than everybody else. If we do, we'll go to the meat. If not, you've got to let us continue to do what I've asked. And so they do. They put them to the test. And I just want to give you several different things here, uh, all questions. And, and uh, we're going to look and just see from verse number eight especially uh, how as we jump into this year. And I've just kind of entitled this thought Decision Day. It's a day to make a decision right now what you are going to do. And the first question tonight is who? Who made the decision? In Daniel chapter number 1, verse number 8, the Bible says, But Daniel purposed in his heart. He made a decision. He came to a conclusion. He came to a, a decision in his life that he was not going to defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. It was Daniel. Now, Daniel is long since dead and gone. So who is the who for us right now today? You are. Put your name in the blank. 
but Kenny purposed in his heart. Now, I, I don't have a portion of the king's meat or, or wine to, to defile myself, but there is much uh, sin, there is much out there that is very readily available to us that we can partake of that will defile our lives. The who is us. And we have to choose, we have to make a decision right now in our lives that we are not going to allow anything to defile our lives. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 4.12, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Let no man despise your youth. Give nobody, no one in this world, a recourse or a, 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 a reason to have anything to say ought against you. And if we live our lives uh, as an example of the believers in word, conversation, charity, spirit, faith, and impurity, those six different ways, we'll, li we'll live a life that before mankind, they will not have a way to do anything against us, to say anything against us. The who is us. The, the second question would be what? What? What did Daniel do? He purposed in his heart. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. And we need to make a decision right now. Daniel made a firm, that, that word purpose literally means to make a firm, concrete decision that he would not cross a certain point or a certain line in his life. And, and we need to, in our lives, decide right now that this is the line that I'm going to draw in the sand. And I'm not going to cross it. I'm not going to go over it. Uh, you may have heard the story of, uh, it said that uh, in the Alamo, uh, right before they took their last stand, that uh, uh, Colonel Travis uh, took his sword and he drew it out and he drew a line in the sand and he said, look, we're facing death. That There's no way we're going to win the battle. And I'm not going to fault anybody who leaves and goes and takes care of their families. But every single one of those men crossed over the line and stood with him and chose to give the ultimate sacrifice to buy enough time uh, so that Houston could come and gather his army together to go against Santa Ana. And, and much is the same for us in our lives. There, there, there should be a line drawn in the sand where we cross over that and we say, you know what, I'm going to stand with the Lord and I'm not going to cross back over this line. I'm going to give my life to whatever God wants for my life. It's a concrete decision that I made, and I'm not going to go back over this line in my life. Psalm 17, verse 3 says, Thou hast proved mine heart, thou hast visited me in the night, thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. I've made a purpose. I've made that decision. James 4, 7 says, If you submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw that line in the sand and say, you know what, this is the position I'm taking and I'm standing firm and I'm not going to move. And if we will resist, the devil will flee from us. He doesn't have any recourse. He does not have any leg to stand on to get victory over us if we will stand against him with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we need to do that in our lives. Uh, when? Number three, the third question, when? Well, if you look at it, he, he did this... Uh, if you go back to verse number one and, and you see the, the progression here, it, it seems that he made this decision that he purposed in his heart before he even made it to Babylon. While they were traveling, while they were being taken away, before they got there, Daniel purposed in his heart 
that he would not defile himself. He knew that when they got there, that they were going to face temptation, that they were going to face controversy, that they were going to face some things in their life. And he made a decision, I'm going to stand and I'm not going to give in. I'm going to follow the Lord. In fact, we see later in Daniel's life, Daniel uh, faced multiple things in his time in, in that era or in that area uh, under several different kings, under several different empires. And we find later on he prayed three times a day. He made a decision. He had a relationship with the Lord. And they said, you know what, you've got to stop doing that or we're going to throw you in with a bunch of lions that haven't eaten in a while. He said, okay, throw me in because I'm not, I'm not going to stop praying to my God. And so they threw him in. And the Bible says they stopped at the mouths of the lion. When he came out uh, the next day, guess who got thrown in? All the people that tried to get him thrown in there in the first place. And the lions had a nice meal, uh, a great meal. And, uh, you know, if we will stand for what is right and we'll make a decision, you know what, right now make the decision. Don't wait until temptation comes. Don't wait until Sunday morning when you're not feeling like you should go to church. Don't wait until you're in that witnessing opportunity to decide whether or not you're going to witness and give the gospel. Make a decision right now that whatever God leads, wherever God takes me in my life, I am going to do what God tells me to do. I, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to make up my mind right now. And the decision, once the decision has been made, there is no questioning. There is no arguing. There is no deciding later on. The decision has already been made in my life. And that's the way we need to live. We need to live as though we've already made the decision in this fight. We've already made the decision to go up against the devil. We've already made the decision that I'm going to live righteously, that I'm going to live soberly, that I'm going to live godly in this present world. I've already made the decision that my life is on the altar. It's already done. It's already been decided. And so when those questions arise, when those times come up and you go, well, should I do this or not? There shouldn't be a question. Daniel didn't have a question when they said, here's the meat and the wine which you need to drink of. He had already purposed in his heart that he wasn't going to defile himself. There wasn't any, any arguing, there wasn't any debating, there wasn't any, hey, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what do you think we should do here? The decision was already made for Daniel in his life. And, and he went with what God had told him to do. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, uh, we, we read this earlier with, uh, with Adonis. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. There's not one thing that will ever come into your life that you cannot get out of if you allow the Holy Spirit to guide and direct your life. Except the victory that Adonis talked about. And if we have that victory in our life, there's nothing that will come in that we cannot go through. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, within that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Flee youthful lust. The decision has already been made. Joseph made a decision long before he reached Potiphar's wife that he was going to follow what God wanted him to do in his life, that he was going to remain pure. And that's why there wasn't even a question. When she grabbed a hold of his garment, he fled and he got him out. And he left his coat in her hand. There was no question what he was going to do when he got in that situation. He knew what he was going to do. And that's the way we need to be in our lives. Who, what, when, where? Number four. Where? Daniel purposed where? In his heart. 
in his heart. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we need to keep our heart. We need to guard our heart. Daniel purposed in his heart. It wasn't in his mind. It wasn't in his intellect. It wasn't in his feelings. It wasn't based on anything that he could see. He knew he was going to do what God wanted him to do in his life. And he did it. Who, what, when, where? Number five. Why? What's the reason? So he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat or the wine which he drank. There are so many things in our world, there are so many things that are at our fingertips today that are so easy to get and defile ourselves with the sin that is offered. And we need to guard our hearts, we need to claim the victory that God has given and not allow those things to defile our lives in any shape, form, or fashion. That's the reason. So we stay pure, so we stay holy, so we stay right with God. How? How? Well, he did it with the help and the power of God. Look at verse number 9. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. God did that. God brought him to a place, to a standing, where he could get done what he needed to get done so he would not defile himself. God orchestrated that and allowed that to happen. Look down at verse number 18. Now at the end of the days, the king had said he should bring them in. Then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar, and the king commanded them, uh, communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians, clans, and astrologers, were all in his realm. Verse number 21, And Daniel continued even unto the first year of King Cyrus. That would be like us getting taken captive and going into, you pick it, Afghanistan, Korea, China, and then putting us on test and us saying, no, I'm not going to do what you want me to do but I want to do it this way. And if they allow it, then we stood before whoever the ruler is and they say, you know what? In all of our land, there's not found anybody that is like you. In fact, you're 10 times better than everyone else that I've got that can do the job that you're going to do. And he reigned until the first year of King Cyrus. Through many different empires, through many different kings, and yet they were always risen to the top. Why is that? Because they yielded themselves to the power of God in their life. They availed themselves to what God wanted, and they did it with all of their heart. And if we're going to succeed, if we're going to win, if we're going to uh, have a good year in 2018, it's not going to be because of us. It's not going to be because of any talent that we have. It's not going to be because of any program we come up with. It's not going to be because of any special event. It's going to be because God blesses in this place. And he has got to be on our side in this year. The decision, though, is today, will you 
in your life, just like Daniel, will you purpose in your heart that you will keep yourself pure, that you will keep yourself right, and that you will do whatever he wants you to do. There is no question. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. There is no, I'm not feeling like it today. There is only what God wants, and I'm going to do that with all of my heart and all of my soul and all of my might and all of my strength. I'm just going to do everything that God wants me to do. And if we will yield ourselves to him, God will work in a mighty way in our midst this upcoming year. That's what we're praying for. That's what we're expecting. I'm looking forward to what God is going to do. But it's only going to come as we as a church unify around the fact that God is still in control and we're yielding ourselves to him and his plan and his will for us in this place. That's the only way it's going to work. So let's this year have a great year. But let's do it with victory and the power of God upon our lives. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you for the day you've given us. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for loving us and giving your son to die for us. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would bless in the remainder of this evening. Lord, I pray that you'd help us uh, as we leave this place tonight, that you'd guide us and keep us safe. Lord, there are many who are struggling with uh, various sicknesses and different things going on in their lives. Lord, I pray that you'd strengthen each one. Lord, I pray you'd be with Miss Joy tonight as she's in the hospital. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd be with the doctors. Lord, I pray you just give them a special amount of wisdom that they would be able to find out what is going on and be able to uh, find what is best to treat her. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'd help the, the human medicine to help. But Lord, I also pray that you would just intervene in your hand and, and work in her behalf. Uh, Lord, I pray for those in our church that are struggling with uh, various things in various different ways. I think of Brother Smith and his cancer treatments and uh, Brother Ken and his pain that he deals with. Uh, Lord, Miss, uh, Miss Edna. Uh, Lord, there are so many that are dealing and struggling with various things. Lord, I pray that you'd meet every single need of every single person in this place right now. And uh, Lord, may 2018 be a year that we see uh, ourselves reach new heights, spiritually speaking. Uh, Lord, that we would draw closer to you. Uh, Lord, that we would see victory like we've never seen it before. And Lord, may you work in our, in our midst, in our hearts, in our lives, draw us closer to you. And Lord, may we just see you do something great in our midst in this year, 2018. Uh, Lord, I pray you bless this time now that we have to fellowship. Uh, Lord, I pray you bless the refreshments and the food. Lord, may the time we have just be honoring and glorifying to your name, for we pray it in Christ's name. Amen.